You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th, Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, Call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. Hey, y'all. Thanks for checking out this podcasted version of Jake from Sports Talk. I hope you enjoy. And while you listen to the show, go on over to Facebook and like, subscribe, and follow my show page, Jake from Sports Talk. Don't forget, you can listen to the show every Wednesday from 1 to 2 on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 or on IRLoneStar.com. Enjoy! Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. We are broadcasting from the IR Lone Star Studio in downtown beautiful Conroe, Texas. Don't forget that there are multiple ways to listen live to the show, either 104.5 or 106.1 if you are in the greater Montgomery County area, or if you are listening worldwide on IRLoneStar.com, you can also tune in that way. And, uh, yeah. And then if you ever miss a live show or you want to re-listen to a show because you just like it so much, you can find the replays of the show on YouTube, Google play and iTunes. And please follow the show on all the social media platforms, uh, where you should like subscribe, follow, do all those wonderful things and so on and so forth. And welcome in. It's another Wednesday. Glad to have you all back in for another edition of Jake from Sports Talk. So excited about today's show, but also kind of sad because we don't have money bag mics in today. No mics like segment this week. And so thus, I know if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening and you're wondering if I actually followed through with um, our little wager from last week. No, I'm not wearing a Tampa Bay Bucks jersey, even though the Giants did lose the Tampa Bay, but I said, you know, if he's not going to be on the show, then, then I'll postpone me having to pay off that, that debt to Mikey. I I don't know if it'll be next week or if it'll be the following week, but one of these upcoming weeks when we have him on. And also I got to get one. Like I, you can't get a Tampa Bay Bucks Jersey at just any local sporting goods store. And you know, unless you live in the greater Tampa area. Right. But unfortunately we don't. So if there's a listener out there from Tampa that wants to send me a Tampa Bay, Jersey or shirt. Yeah, come on. Send it on over to the uh, uh, Lone Star Community Radio Studios. You know, I'll, I'll take a free Tampa shirt and wear it for a day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so no Mike today. Unfortunately, I don't know what he's up to. He's busy. Who cares? But uh, hopefully we'll have him back in next week. Um, 
And yeah, we'll, we'll get on. We'll, we'll talk about our football and stuff. Uh, the big news or a big topic that I'm going to bring somebody else in is our station manager, Dick Schisler. We're going to talk about some, some soccer here in a minute. Uh, some big, uh, two big matches coming up for the U S here on uh, Friday. And then the following Tuesday as well. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that. And then I, I'll, he'll dive into a little bit about what's going on over there in Spain right now from a political standpoint and how that could ultimately affect the soccer world. But to start out, we've got the perfect kind of, I don't even know, combination, co collision, crash course, you know, section of the calendar right now. So we've got baseball at its finest, and we're going to dive into the playoffs and all that glory that we've got going on there with that. Playoffs started yesterday with the Yankees and Twins. That was an entertaining game. Like I said, we'll get in and talk to them. We've got uh, football obviously going on right now at the college level and at the professional level. And then we've got hockey starting tonight at the uh, very first games going on tonight. Uh, the first actual game of the season will be Maple Leafs uh, at, at Jets, 6 p.m. start. We got Blues and Penguins. Penguins are the favorite heading back into the start of this year. And, you know, the Blues are kind of still the same old, same old team they are every year. They're right around the 500 range, right about, you know, making that wild card spot for the playoff position. Uh, Penguins, again, favored. We'll see how that game goes tonight. Then you got uh, Flyers and Sharks, our station manager, Dick. He's a huge Flyers fan. Uh, poor him. But, uh, the, the biggest game that I want to see tonight is the uh, Calgary Flames versus the Oilers. Now, you may be wondering to yourself, well, these two teams are terrible. Why would you want to ever watch those those two teams play each other? Well, because of Yarmir Yager. And I'm, I'm you know, saying that like a white person would say it. I'm probably butchering his, butchering his first name. But Yarmir Yager is a, for those who don't know hockey very well, he is a journeyman hockey player. He's a really good talent, and he is an actual. He's actually a really good player. He's not just a goon that goes out and hits people, but he is a journeyman in the sense that he is now playing for his eighth team in the league after or in an eighteen-year span. He was drafted in nineteen ninety. I wasn't even born, Dick. I don't know what year you were born, but I wasn't even. I was born in nineteen ninety-three, and. This man was drafted into the NHL prior to that, and he's still playing, which is just absolutely remarkable. I mean, that's 28 years he's been in, or going on 28 years he's been in this league. Um, he is 45 now, and that makes him the oldest player in the NHL and still actively playing. He's not the oldest to ever play in the NHL as far as, you know, when people were tired, but at the current moment in time, he is the oldest player to ever or to be actively playing in the NHL. And that got me wondering, okay, well, how does this compare? How does this stack up against other leagues? And it really doesn't because you look at like, uh, I don't know. So when I go through these, the, the next three, the, the other big three sports, MLB, NBA, and NFL. So MLB, you got Bartolo Colon uh, pitching for the Mets. He's 43 which is old, but he's a pitcher, so he doesn't he doesn't necessarily play every day. Uh, sometimes he's limited to five or six, you know, innings. He's not going and playing the full game. Not to take anything away from what he's doing at forty three, it's still incredibly impressive. But still, and you got NBA Vince Carter at forty. Uh, I mean, he's basically he's not starting anymore. He's he's a bench guy now, and he's not 
overly productive. He doesn't get, he doesn't play the 35 minute, you know, games like he used to, uh, you know, and he doesn't play the 40 minute games like LeBron does. Uh, and then you go uh, NFL, Adam Benatari is uh, obviously the kicker. He has three Super Bowl championships with, um, with the Patriots. And then he's got one with Indianapolis. He's 44. Again, a kicker doesn't play, in, you know, a whole lot. Although I do want to raise my kids to be kickers in the NFL. They get paid really good money and they don't have to play, you know, all that often their chances of getting hurt aren't, aren't as likely. And they can play until they're 44 if they're really good. So, you know, the three, the, the three things of looking at, at, at those three players and the oldest players in those specific sports is they're not getting the, the time on the ice or on the field or on the court quite like Yager is Yager it plays significant amount of minutes, just as much as anybody else on a team. He's still extremely productive. Uh, he, he almost had the Panthers last year in the playoffs. So his, uh, yeah. So his eight total teams he's played for, he was drafted in 1990 by the penguins. He played for them for 11 years. Then he went to the capitals for three years, Rangers for four, um, I don't even know who, oh, uh, the, um, oh, I, this is, this team isn't even around it. Dick, do you even know who the Umgard Omsk is? Yeah, it's a Russian team. It's a Russian team. So he wasn't actually in the NFL or the NHL for those three years. Yeah, that was during the strike era. Oh, that's right. That's right. And then he kind of stayed because they paid him a lot of money. That's right. Okay. So during the, the strike rebound, he went 2008, 2011 there. And then 2011 through 2013, he played for the Flyers, Stars, and Bruins. Oh, wow, no. So he's played for more. Yeah, so he's played for more there. And then 2013 to 15, he was on the Devils. 2015 to 2017, he was with the Panthers. And now 2017 to present, he is with the Calgary Flames. So, yeah, that's absolutely insane to think. I, I really got, I should have looked at that list a little closer when I saw the Russian team. I probably wouldn't have freaked out so bad. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the man is, is old and well, you know, it's interesting just to give you a heads up how good he was over there compared to like the rest of the folks, uh, Yager with the Russian team, with the Russian team, the three years he was there, uh, he pretty much is on like the top five player ever to play there. Top five in, those, in, the, in, in the history three, of that team. Yeah. In just those three years, he, he raises his level that high. Ugh. Yeah. Well, and that beautiful voice you are hearing is is our uh, station manager, Dick Chisler, and he does a wonderful job producing my show, and I'm very thankful that he allows me to even have a show here. Uh, little do you all know, I do a lot of producing work here as well when, you know, let, so, so Dick can go play around play around town and not have to do any work. So Yeah. <laughs> but, Dick, while I got you on, I guess yeah, man. Let, let's dive into, this, into the soccer talk. So what do you want to start? Do you want to start with the USA or do you want to start with the Spain? Well, I mean, we you're at 10-minute mark, so it depends on what you want to do. Okay, let's go Let's go USA. Okay. Now, and I may bring you back on after, and we'll do, uh, and we'll do Spain at, the, at that point. Okay. Uh, if everyone knows, this week uh, on, in soccer is the international weekend for the qualifications of the World Cup. Everyone's going to be kind of tying it down. Uh, USA, as it stands right now, is uh, at number four position in the hexagon. They have two more games to play. They're going to be playing Panama, and I believe they're going to be playing uh, Trinidad. Trinidad. So there's a two easier teams for them, which is nice. And the people who were worried about Panama 
uh, are going to be playing Mexico at least, and so that's kind of nice. They're at the top of the table. Uh, how it works here for the qualifications, if folks don't know, the top three teams out of six go directly to the World Cup. Uh, the number four team is placed into a tournament, not tournament, more of like a knockout game against, I believe it's a certain area in Asia. I forgot what the, like, the acronym for them, but it's it's somewhere in a, they're, they're going to play an Asian-based team, so it could be... It, it's got Australia in there as well, yes, right? Yeah. Yes, So, so they're like the Pacific Asian area. Yeah, it's some weird... I mean, I could look it up and be like a professional about this, but, uh, <laughs> but no. But so good thing is, is there's a high percentage chance of going to the World Cup. Uh, I think ESPN ran an article, it's like, it's like an 85% chance they're going to go directly to the World Cup uh, because the two teams they're playing are pretty easy. And then uh, we're playing on the road, aren't we? Uh, one game is. Uh, yeah, I know. So, I know Friday's game's on the road. Well, pretty much it's on the road any game, just to let you know. So, but the good thing is Mexico is playing the two other teams. The other two games that they're that playing, need, yeah. they're playing against people that we need them to beat. Uh, and actually, a couple. I think it was last World Cup. I want to say is we actually got Mexico into the World Cup. Because we won. Yeah. So, so Mexico, Mexico owes us. Mexico, te- Mexico technically owes us. But uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so if you're into soccer, please check that out. Uh, I mean, they're playing on Friday, I believe it is, and on Tuesday. So that's uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch just because you know the players know how much is on the line. And that's one thing I like about soccer, and it's similar to like uh, baseball and all the sports where you're watching all season long, and finally you can put on paper why this is important why these players need to show up today. So I expect, you know, the coach motivation to be really high and the social media inspiration to be really high. And it's going to be a lot of fun watching soccer. So Yeah, and, and keep an eye, uh, from the Houston standpoint, keep an eye on the Houston Dynamo as well. They are up by one point right now over uh, RSL, which is Real Salt Lake, and then San Jose as well. They're up on one by one point on both of those two teams. They're sitting fifth in the Western Conference and how those playoffs work. Top 16s make it in to the uh, uh, playoffs from each side, each conference. And, uh, yeah, so if Houston can, can hang on, I mean, they, they, they could be an actual threat going into the into the playoffs. Well, they usually do really well yeah, in the, the playoffs, no matter what position or C they're in. So that's what's kind of nice. They always somehow turn up. I can't explain it. It's kind of like the Houston curse. They'll do really well until the last minute. I really like how the MLS does their their playoff format, though, too. So I think I think the way it's structured is very nice. But all right, we're gonna come back and um, we're not gonna talk soccer right away. I want I want to dive in to this uh, Spain situation because it, it's it's political. It's it's like a Brexit situation that's going on over there. So we may bring that back in if we have time during the fourth segment. But when we come back right now, we're going to talk a lot of baseball. And I'll let you know what I saw out of last night's Yankees-Twins game and what the Indians are probably licking their chaps at. So stay tuned. You're listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.5. So as my show continues to grow... And yes, I'm going to brag about myself right now. I'm so awesome. My show continues to grow. More and more people keep commenting on this song, Dick. And I got to tell you, I picked a good song for my bumper music. 
I killed it. Knocked it out of the park here. You're welcome. You're what? I'm just kidding. I was about to say, no way. I'm I'm taking credit for this one. You ditched the song at first. I'm awesome. I'm great. And I am Jake LaFleur, and welcome into my show, Jake from Sports Talk, here, back here on FM 104.5 or 106.1 in the greater Montgomery County area. And if you're listening worldwide, I heard uh, Nathan says he has people that listen from Afghanistan, so that's pretty cool. If you're listening into the Sports Talk show from Afghanistan, uh, and you're, I'm assuming you're probably military service over there, thank you for your service. Thank you for listening. Enjoy having all the ears, and if you're watching on YouTube, all the eyes tuned in on me because... That's what egocentric people do. So, uh, talking about the best of Yankees twins last night to start off the MLB season and our MLB postseason and the October baseball hunt. Really, I know we had some baseball on October first this past Sunday. What that doesn't really count. I'm not counting it. It was a lot of it was sloppy baseball. A lot of it was um, we had the playoff set, so everybody was there was no concern or worries there. So. Yankees twins open up the AL wildcard playoff game. And we're going to talk a little bit about, um, I'm going to break down the game first. And we're going to talk about the actual format of the uh, playoffs and why I kind of disagree with it. But um, we saw Yankees win eight, four, and we saw what they do best and what their recipe for success is heading into this postseason, And that is a lot of power and a lot of relief pitching. Their bullpen was stellar yesterday uh, pitching, uh, their, their starter only got a third of an inning. He only got, he didn't even record a strikeout. He got one out, but it was a, it was a uh, ground ball, I, I think. Didn't even get a strikeout. He's he's only the fifth starting pitcher to never get a strikeout and have the team go on and, and win uh, that postseason game. So it doesn't even, Severino doesn't even get through a third or two thirds of an inning and the Yankees have to bring in their bullpen. Twins open up and shell them. Two home runs in the first inning, one for uh, very first batter, solo shot, and then two batters later hits a three-run home run, or two-run home run, excuse me, and they take an early three-to-nothing lead over the Yankees, and you're just thinking, oh, my goodness, they're pulling their pitcher already. Their bullpen is going to be just dead tired at the end of this game. If they win, if by some miracle they win, the Twins are going to be so hot. But here come the Yankees turning around, and right at the – uh, Didi Gregorius in the bottom of the first inning turns around, hits a three-run home run to tie it up. And Twins get through the the inning. They clear out the outs. They they go into the second and it's basically start the game over. Let's play an eight-inning baseball game. Let's start it over. It's zero-zero essentially. No, Yankees power still very dominant there. Brett Gardner hits a home run. Aaron Judge, the big name there, hits a home run. Yankees threw out Chad Green, Tommy uh, Cannell, uh, David Robertson, who ended up getting, uh, he was their longest relief pitcher at three and a third, and he's the one who got the win. And then Araldis Chapman as well. He got the, he, or he pitched in the ninth. He didn't get, it wasn't a save opportunity, but he pitched in the ninth. So throwing out those four pitchers and maintaining the, re the remaining innings of the game, the rem nine innings practically, all minus one out, uh, thanks to Severino. That's huge. I mean, and, and that's, like I said, that's the recipe for success for, for the Yankees baseball is lots of power, the long ball, essentially, and then their bullpen is really good. But you got to be thinking about this from, you know, an Indian's standpoint. They got to be licking their chaps. I mean, 
hey, look, we 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 already know this one starter, one of their starters is is razzled, and and he's probably not going to be. You know, we can probably guarantee ourselves a win against him. And their bullpen's already been tested and already been, had to use, you know, way overused in the first game. We can start them off and we can, you know, they're going to be a little more tired and beat up, you know, coming into the series against us. So I think the Indians got to be feeling pretty favorable. And the Indians match up a lot better against the Yankees than the Twins do. Twins, heck of a season. Coming around from 59 wins, over 100 losses last year. First team to ever do this. Over 100 losses one season, and then the next season make the playoffs. Great kudos to them. They have a wonderful manager. Uh, Joe Maurer, still a class act player in the uh, in the MLB. I don't think they're going to have any problems. they got a lot of young talent. I think they're, they're going to be good going forward. But I think they kind of got the raw end of the deal here on this. I don't like, and, and I, I, I know if you're watching online, I am a Red Sox fan. I, I have not ever hid that fact from you, but I am a realistic fan. I'm not a fanatic fan. I'm a realistic fan. Um, and we're going to talk about how I'm realistic here in a second. But the Yankees, as much as I despise them, I, I, I'm being completely fair and honest here. The Yankees are a better team. And I think if you play it out in a three-game series, the Yankees would still win the series. But I don't like if you're going to give the team an opportunity to make the playoffs with a wild card game. I don't like having it having it come down to one game. Too many things can go wrong. Now, this game that happened yesterday, the eight to four win for the Yankees, I think would be the summary of what would happen over that series. If you played their series three games, a three game series between the Yankees and the Twins, nine times out of ten, the Yankees are going to win that series. But I don't like the opportunity to leaving it up to a lot of chance. We could see tonight in the Arizona-Colorado game, something go just horrifically wrong. A fan reaches over into play and interferes with the ball. A bounce, uh, you know, funky bounce comes up and hits uh, hits a pitcher in the face. You know, they lose their starting pitcher. Granky goes out. I, I, I don't like it leaving it up to chance. And it, it, and I've, I've preached this year that I, I want less baseball throughout the regular season. I want shorter, faster games. I want less games in the regular season, but when it comes to the postseason, it's a different atmosphere. And if you're going to give the team the opportunity to make a wild card, then why not give them the opportunity to actually play three games, get three starters out there, show what their team, it, it, baseball is not defined in one game. That's why we don't play one game series during the regular season. You play three game or four game, occasionally a two game series during the regular season against every team every time you play them. So why are we going to all of a sudden just say, oh, here's baseball and throw the rules out the window. Let's play one game and one game only. The only time I think that would be okay to come into play is if you had a situation where there was a tie for a division or a wild card. Like who gets the last wild card spot? So they would play a one game series to get into the wild card. Then the wild card would be a three game series. Then round one would be a five game series. And then round two and or the next two rounds would after that would be or because round one would be wild card. Round one, three game, round two, five, three, seven, <laughs> if that makes sense. The the uh championship series games would be seven and the world series would be seven. The DS games would be five and the wild card would be three. I think that would be the most responsible way for baseball to handle this. Because we do, like I said, we've got the Rockies versus Arizona tonight. We got uh John Gray and Zach Granke going head to head. 
Rockies are on the road. They're one game over 500 on the road this season. Granke is on the mound and he has a 13 and one record at home this season. Uh, I think Arizona with, with Granke on the mound, I, I don't see them losing this game. If they do, it'll be because Granke leaves the game in the seventh and their bullpen gives up, you know, three or four runs in the eighth and ninth. That that'll be the, it, it'll, it'll basically come down to how many, how many runs can Arizona score while Granke is on the mound. Arizona notably does not have the best bullpen. And if Granke can get through eight innings and then send it out to the reliever, and I'm blanking on his name, but I can see him. He shoots the arrow after the game, after he gets his save. If those two pitchers go, that's perfect. But I don't know if 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 they don't if their offense can't get four or five runs and if Granke can't give you more than eight innings, then I can see Colorado winning this. But I don't think Granky's uh, gonna come off of the off the pitcher's mound like that. And I'm getting yelled at by my station manager. He's cursing me out over here off air. He's saying I gotta go. When we come back, we're gonna talk the rest of the playoffs for baseball. I know I went on a little rant there. We're gonna talk Astros, Red Sox, Indians, Yankees. Well, we kind of already talked to Indians, Yankees a little bit. We may skip over them. Nationals, Cubs, Dodgers, and the winners of the wild second wild card game. So stay tuned here on 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk. We'll be right back. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. Glad to have you guys back in here on another Wednesday. Glad to have Dick in here helping me out with, you know, we're, we're playing around with some stuff. So if you guys do, remember, you can always go uh, check out the replays of all these shows. If you ever missed anything with uh, Mike's Like segments, or if you really like the show, you really like the episode, you want to go back and listen to, to it again. You want to share it with your friends and family. You want to tell them about how awesome this, this you know, young man, Jake LaFleur is. Ah, yeah, I'm that great, I know. Go out and share them. Let them know that they can uh, check out the podcast version of this on Google Play and iTunes. But if they go check out the video version on YouTube, and you do this as well, I want you to go check it out. We're trying out a few different things on the uh, video side of things. Let us know what you think of the YouTube version, how how everything looks. Let us know if we we can make any changes to make it more aesthetically pleasing for the viewers out there. So... All right, as I said before we went to break, we're going to talk a little more baseball coming in here. Indians-Yankees, we kind of touched, we briefly touched on this about, you know, the Yankees bullpen getting tested already and how that could ultimately favor the Indians. I don't think the Indians are going to have a hard time with the Yankees just due to the fact that their pitching and their starting pitching can go so deep in a game and control a game, the flow of the game, the, the pace of the game, everything about a game. I think that favors the Indians greatly over the Yankees. Now, with that said, the bats of the Yankees are looking hot right now. Judge is on fire, and 
my father my father preached about this man about how much he 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 doesn't think judge is going to turn out to something man you saw him very first postseason game last night second or not even yeah second to bat second to bat launches one out the kid is is for real and i he's going to be the next Derek jeter of the yankees and uh you know best of luck and best of success to his career and so on and so forth. But I think the Indians do take this, and I think they take it in, in four, if not three, if it's not a full clean sweep. Uh, looking at the Nationals and Cubs, and on over the National League side, I don't even know how to go about this one. Uh, Cubs are kind of beat up in the starting rotation. They haven't looked very consistent all year, uh, but I don't necessarily trust the Nationals. I mean, how many times have we seen them make it into the postseason and, and just kind of like... It's just a bunch of, <laughs> it's, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's not, it's, so I don't know. I don't know if I really trust them yet in order to say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, this is the year they do something. I don't know. And, and I don't know what the really, what to make with the Cubs rotation right now uh, with all the injuries and in the, in, in the pitching staff and with the inconsistency in the bats. So we'll see. I, I feel like they're missing a leadership in the clubhouse. That'll be a fun series to watch because those two teams really don't like each other, especially after the last two years meeting in the playoffs so we'll see how that goes and then the Dodgers do face the winners of the Arizona Colorado game I I do think I'm going to make the bold prediction and say Arizona does win that so I think the Dodgers versus Arizona but I don't think it matters between Arizona and Colorado who wins that game I think no matter who wins it the Dodgers are going to take them out and um, I think I actually picked the playoffs very accurately this year I think I, if, oh, I'm going to have to go back and watch a couple shows ago. It was about two or three months ago. We just hit the all-star. It was the all-star break. We were coming out of the all-star break. I think I picked every team to make it, and I picked the exact spot they made it. Oh, man, I am that good at sports talk hosting. Oh, I'm amazing. Um, but I think the Dodgers, that just clicked in my brain. I think the Dodgers go ahead and win uh, whatever that series is, and they go on to face Nationals or Cubs. I'm not even going to make a pick there. If I had to make a pick, if you put a gun against me, I'm going to take the Nationals, but that's not a very confident pick because, again, who can trust the Nationals? And then we come down to the Astros versus the Red Sox. I am throwing a paper clip across the room right now. I am so mad. I wanted to go to one of these two games that are here in Houston. And the reason why I wanted to go to one of the first two games here in Houston, and the games are Thursday and Fridays, uh, but... They're played both. The first game on the 5th is at 3 p.m. The second game is at 1 p.m. on the Friday. And I, I, I've i got to work, A. B, why did we get two day games? We're not going to make it back here for a fifth game. And why, So why did we get two day games? And I'm so mad. The Houston fan base should be furious with the MLB right now because they're not going to be able to go. Not as many people are going to be able to go see these, these games that they want to go see. Uh, my brother happens to be going because we've got a family friend who's got tickets and he happened to have one extra ticket. And, you know, my brother is a pain in the butt and he just takes off work whenever he wants to because he's a lazy bum. But I have a, you know, a dictator for a boss named Dick and I don't get to have free time off and everything. No, we're doing wonderful, uh, a wonderful, wonderful remote on Friday and uh, really excited. We're really about throwing it. me under the bus today. <laughs> We're having a wonderful remote on Friday from April Sound Golf Course. And uh, April Sound is uh, a beautiful venue. We're going to be out there doing all of our uh, shows out there. So tune in Friday to Montgomery County uh, Talk Radio here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. There, I made up for it right there, Dick. 
Um, so yes, the Astros, I'm very upset because I don't think the Astros are going to allow this game to go to game five. I think the Astros take this in a four game series. Um, I, I, as much as I want to say, I, I'm in the same boat this year with the Red Sox as I am with the Nationals. I can't trust our offense to be consistent enough throughout a five game series, let alone a seven game series. And, you know, to make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, our, our starting pitching has looked questionable. We actually looked really good through the month of, month of September, but man, it, it just, it seemed to just all kind of at the end of the year. And it was really frustrating. And I, we'll see how Rodriguez does in the postseason. We'll see how, how uh, and I got no problem with Sale. I think Sale's going to be very dominant there. But I, I just, I, I don't think that the Red Sox are consistent enough to win a five-game series, to perform well enough to win three games in a five-game set. Uh, therefore, I believe the Astros uh, take this, and I believe they take it in four. And I really hope, I really hope it gets pushed to five, and that way the dang Yankees don't get so much love and we get an actual night game. <sighs> Astros getting no love. No love. They could be the best. They could win the World Series this year, and they're getting no love. It's because we don't have a national market. Yankees. What the Red Sox do? Red Sox. Ah, man, MLB. I go on you. All right, moving on from baseball. I'm all riled up now. I don't want to. I don't want to spit in the microphone anymore. Moving on from baseball. Uh, let's go on to the football talk from this past week end. Uh, so basically, we're now at, at a point where we've seen one month of football. And we kind of know a little bit more about some teams. We kind of don't know enough about others. And then we're kind of very sure about how bad some teams are. And I think you all know where I'm going with this one. Eventually, we'll get to the uh, 4-0-4 teams, which one of them happens to be my Giants. Um, but this past weekend, we had a big, uh, and the Monday night game was great. I mean, that was a really fun game to watch. Uh, you got to see the best of Kansas City. Uh, and and Washington, like, wow, Washington, where the heck did that come from? Talking about a, a team all offseason just trending down, down, down with all the controversy. They had their two big receivers leaving. And, yeah, I understand they're 2-2 two and two and they're in second place in that division. They're tied with the Cowboys who are 2-2, two and two, and we'll talk about their pitiful performance against the Rams. Um, but, no, no, I mean, that they look like the most complete team right now in the NFC East. And I, I know the big takeaway from – from that game is Kansas City being 4-0 and the only 4-0, only undefeated team left in the NFL. But I'm more impressed by, I'm more shocked and impressed by Washington and what they're doing in comparison to what, you know, the Chiefs are. I'm not necessarily surprised. Alex Smith is playing outstanding and much more, much improved from what we normally see out of Alex Smith. But that's Andy Reid. Andy Reid always has great regular seasons with whatever quarterback he's had. I mean, whether it was Favre, whether it was McNabb, whomever he had at his quarterback position, he was he's always had a great regular season. I think his uh, he's got like an 80-point-something uh, win percentage during the regular season, Andy Reid does. And, you know, that, that speaks volumes to him. The problem is, is he never seems to be able to finish it out in the, you know, when, when it actually matters, when it comes down to crunch time. So... Um, you know, I, I'm like, like I said, I'm more impressed by what Washington's doing. And I think even though they lost, they're, they're trending up right now. And I think you could see them overtake that division in a slight way, but I don't think that division is going to be won by anybody who's more than a game or two over 500. 
So as I say, they're trending up. I, I, I still don't think they're, they're going to break that. They may not even get to the double digit markers, but I don't think, I don't think at this point, I don't think the Cowboys are going to get to the double digit markers. And, you know, the Eagles will, will have to see how the, how this whole division plays against each other. And then, you know, those giants, they would have to go 10 and two over the next 12 weeks or 13 weeks to make it into double digit wins. And I just don't see that happening. I know it's, it's bad. It's bad. They are one of the four own four teams at this moment. Uh, number one Bengals, uh, they send the Browns to own four, uh, with a 31 win, 31 to seven win over the Browns this past weekend. So Browns own four chargers lose to the Eagles in a close, close one, because that's what Phillip Rivers does. He loses close games and it's not his fault. That man, I, I that, that poor man, and he didn't even want to go necessarily to San Diego. He got drafted and traded for Eli and had to live a life of San Diego Chargers football. A poor man, and he gets so ridiculed for his play. But, man, yeah, 24 to 26 loss. Uh, 49ers go to 0-4 with a 15 to uh, 18 loss to the Cardinals in overtime. That was a dreadful game to watch. Um, and then we've got the Giants losing to the Bucks on uh, another last-second heroics by just pure nasty luck. Oh, it's so hard. So hard to be a Giants fan. Oh, but you know what made up for it? <laughs> the L.A. Rams beating the Cowboys. That was glorious. And when we come back from this break, we will talk about the L.A. Rams, the Cowboys, and what's going on. Whether it's Dak's fault, whether it's Elliot's fault, or if it's both, or if it's neither. So stay tuned here on uh, Jake from Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. All right, welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk, and I'm, I'm going to run through this really quick. You are listening to 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. You can see the replays of the show. If you missed any part of it, if you want to hear my voice again and again and again, I know it's beautiful. I know it's wonderful. Go check it out on uh, YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. Just search Jake from Sports Talk. Go like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you need to do on all those uh, formats, as well as the social media outlets that you have uh, access to as well. So now we're going to dive in real quick. I want to talk uh, Rams, Cowboys, and then I want to talk Texans and Sean Watson. So LA Rams at Jerry world win 35 to 30 over the Cowboys. 
And man, it was exciting to watch because I was at a bar surrounded by Cowboys fans. And I don't care if my Giants lose. As long as the Cowboys are going down with us in a blaze of glory, I am dang happy. I promise you that much. So, but I want to examine this a little bit closer because, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, Dak's not playing up to his potential. And then others are like, whoa, Elliot's not playing up to his potential. And then others are like, whoa, this team's on fire. And it's like, no, okay, slow down, take it down a notch. Their offensive line play has not been as good as it was last year. What they did last year was just, whoa, like unheard of good. And they were all-time Pro Bowl sort of situations and plays and so on and so forth. But that allowed Dak and Elliott to be able to just basically play like they were playing, you know, one on or two on nothing. You know, it was it was like they were going against ghosts. Now you're seeing Dak with a game of 20 for 30 for 252 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Every team in the NFL right now this past weekend would have taken those numbers. Dak looked incredibly accurate with his, and we thought we'd see the drop-off from his accuracy. No, he still looks really good. Go look at how many drops his uh, his number one, or quote-unquote supposed to be number one wide receiver, Des Bryant had. Go take a look at the stat lines of how many balls were targeted over to Des and hit him in the hands and were just flat out dropped. And then you'll see out of those 10 drops, I think it was eight of them. I'll, I'll cheat there and give you a little hint. It was eight of those drops, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly off the top of my head. Eight targets to Des, eight of them dropped. That's pretty bad on Des's fault. So Ezekiel um, Elliott, 21 carries for 85 yards and a TD. There's not much more you can ask out of your 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 back that's just not getting any love from its offensive line. Now, we thought we would see a little better play, even if he wasn't getting the gaping holes that he was getting last year. But now he's not getting those mega massive holes. We're seeing some of his flaws. And we're seeing if you can bunch that middle a little more and you can use your corners to set the edge, you can kind of contain him and, and prevent him from getting over 100 yards. If I'm going to put any blame on these two players or I guess any main faults on these two players, I would say that it's more Ezekiel Elliott's concerns at this at this point than Dak. I think Dak is is wonderful right now. But uh, Elliott, Elliott's got to step up a little bit more, but I, I wouldn't say that he's a problem or an issue. Now, Texans. Wow. Talk about a big win this past weekend, 57 to 14. I swear that I was watching it at the bar, and I was I was giggling and laughing and joyously drinking my beer as I watched the Cowboys lose. And then I kept in turn, uh, kept turning and looking over at the other TV, and I was like, oh, wow, Texans got another touchdown. Oh, wow, Texans got another turnover. Oh, wow, Texans got it. It was a great just overall performance by a team or against a team that a lot of people were saying, hey, this is it. This They're the for real, you know, they're the real deal. Mariota's looking great. The Titans are looking great. The defense is looking great. They might actually get, um, you know, their running game back going and, and whatnot and so on and so forth. And – we should have listened to money money bags. Mike's last week came on and said, he was like, yeah, Hey, I, you know, I think that, uh, I think that the Texans are going to pull away here. And I think, I think they're going to get a decisive win this, this upcoming weekend. He had them favored in that one. So kudos to him, even though the bum couldn't make it in today. Uh, glad, uh, glad he was correct. And, and he was, he was absolutely right. And uh, I think we saw the defense for the first time a little healthier and just play more as a unit. And, and now the big thing for the Texans is, it's not just doing this one week and saying, oh, okay, you know, we played well. No, no, no. We got to keep this going consistently. 
And you've got a big, a big, big game coming up this upcoming weekend against that 4-0 Chiefs. So it's not going to be an easy win. Uh, they are, oh man, are they playing the Chiefs at home? I looked it up earlier and I forgot now. Um, but uh, along with that, you also got, um, you also got the, uh, Texans got a big game. You've got the Pats and Bucks starting off this week, uh, this NFL week with, um, uh, the Pats going to the Bucks on Thursday night football. The big game I want to see is the Seahawks versus the Rams. Now, the reason why that's a big game is those two are in the same division. Both are three and one and both have the chance to take the lead in that division. Now, if you would have told me after five weeks of NFL play <laughs> that the LA Rams were leading that division, not only would have I left at your face, I, I don't I don't think I don't think anybody in the world would have taken you seriously. They we, we probably would have tarred and feathered you and sent you to a, a remote island by yourself. That's how ridiculous of a statement that is. And yet here it is, an actual viable option. Uh, Chiefs are coming to Houston. So that'll be, it's a home game there. That'll be a big one there for them. Uh, but yeah, the Seahawks and Rams, I believe uh, the Rams are uh, at home. Yep, Seahawks are going to LA. Uh, the Seahawks defense looks really good. But so does this this uh, this Rams offense somehow re-energize you know, Todd Gurley and actually made him into something successful in the NFL. Um and then we got to see if the Cowboys can bounce back from uh, their, you know, bad loss to the Rams. And they're playing at the Packers. They're going up to Green Bay. That's going to be uh, that's going to be a test. And then we've got the battle of the 0 and 4 teams. Somebody is going to become 1 and 4 after this weekend. Chargers fly from West Coast. And I'm not going to you wonder why I didn't call them the LA Chargers or the San Diego Chargers. I I they they will I will not designate them a city yet because they do not have an official stadium in any place right now. They're playing in some rinky-dink shack in the backyard of somebody's house and therefore I will not quite call them anything else other than the Chargers. In my personal opinion, and it'll never happen, but in my personal opinion, they need to move them out of California altogether. LA doesn't need two teams. We've already seen that they can't support fan base wise one team. And now we're going to throw a second team in there and they haven't done very well since they've been there. San Diego's not willing to give the chargers a new stadium. Oakland, we saw their problem with the new stadium, California budget financially just can't, it can't, it can't handle it. Why don't we send St. Louis a team again? Why don't we give them another team? You wouldn't recall that it, you know, St. Louis lost their team to L.A. with the Rams going there. So why don't we send them the Chargers? That sounds like a fair trade. L.A. gets the Rams. St. Louis gets the Chargers. That would be great. I would love to see them go to San Antonio because I think the city of San Antonio would do a really good job with the sports team. But their biggest fear right now is, is the market is just too cluttered with Texans and Cowboys fans. I think if you take a team and you place it in San Antonio – how well they support the Spurs in San Antonio is unbelievable. Those people are diehards, and I can go on and on about this all together, but the Chargers do fly to New York, and they do play the Giants this upcoming weekend. The battle of the 0-4, the battle of the sloppy QB play, the battle of 
defenses that should be better than they actually are or should be worse than they actually are. And it's just, it's a clutter mess. It'll be a sloppy game, a bad game. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I'm calling the over under on interceptions. I'm calling it four. I'm taking the over on there. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a bad, bad game to watch, but Hey, it's my giants. I'm going to watch them nonetheless. And I'm going to, I'm going to root for those Packers beat those Cowboys. Woo. Go pack. Go. All right, guys, you've been listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio. I'd like to thank you once again for coming in on another Wednesday, putting up with me, putting up with my antics. I enjoyed having you in. I hope you enjoyed letting me into your radio waves. We'll see you again next Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. on 104.5, 106.1, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights